You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Tim Brooks. Turn to Matthew chapter 6. And we're in our sixth lesson in this verse-by-verse study. Uh, of the Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and we're looking forward to what God has to say to us. Boy, this has just been a, a fantastic series, and I continue to hear so many, so many good, good responses to what God is showing people as we're going through this sermon verse by verse. In chapter 6, verse 1 through 18, Jesus discusses the three great duties of religion to a Jew in Jesus' time. In verse 1 through 4, he talks about giving. In verse 5 through verse 15, talks about prayer. In verse 16 through 18, he talks about fasting. Now, giving has to do with getting our mind right, clearly. I mean, it's going to work on your mind to have to give some of your hard-earned money or to give some of your time or to give some of your effort to somebody else. In verse 5 through verse 15, prayer, that's our spirit, communion with God. Our spirit, talking to the spirit of God. Then in verse 16 through verse 18, fasting, that deals with the body. So all three parts of us are, uh, are, are dealt with in verse 1 through verse 18. The message throughout Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, regardless of this topic, is the heart. Jesus' message is the heart of the matter, the heart of the situation. He wants to talk about our heart. What is the motive? What is our motive for doing what we're doing? In this sixth lesson, in this study, we want to look at the giving. That's in verse 1 through verse 4. Everybody there, Matthew chapter 6. Watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and the streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. When you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private, and your Father who sees everything will reward you. What a man does, what a person does, matters to God. It matters greatly to God. Throughout Scripture, God expects us to be kind. He expects us to be good. He expects us to help others through our giving of ourselves. But God expects a right motive for the reason for what we do. What we do matters greatly to God, but more importantly is our reason for what we do. Our reason for what we do. The Sermon on the Mount is moving us from what we refer to as the letter of the law, do's and don'ts to please God, do's and don'ts to earn God's favor, to a life lived out of the condition of our heart. To a life lived out of our heart. Let me, let me explain it to you this. Chapter 5, and we saw this over and over and over and over, all through chapter 5, the law says this, but I say, and Jesus would talk about the heart. The law says this, but I say, and Jesus would talk about the heart. There is a law that says, don't steal. There's a law that says, don't steal. I'm not going to go over to Lisa and Will's house and steal their TV Not because the law says don't steal. I'm not going to go over to Lisa and Will's house and steal their TV because I don't want to. 
See, I love them. I want what's good for them. I want for them to be blessed. I want them to succeed. I want them to prosper. I want good things for them. Yes, there is a law that keeps me from stealing Lisa's TV, but I'm not stealing her TV because of the law. Now, is everybody understanding? And this is what Jesus is trying to communicate. Jesus didn't come to do away with the law. There still is a law. There's a law, and I will go to jail if I go over and break in her house and steal her TV. There is that law. Jesus didn't do away with that law. But Jesus wants to take us a step further in life where I'm not doing right just because of a law. I want to do right because it's in my heart to do right. It's a motive of the heart. And this is what Jesus has been teaching all through the first part of this series and what he will continue to teach here. What is our motivation? What is our motivation? Jesus is telling us it's not the law that is our constraint. It is our heart that is our constraint. And Jesus is talking about our motives. The the New Testament tells us that the law was our, and some translations say schoolmaster. The law was our guardian. The, the law in the old covenant was our guardian. It kept us doing right until we could get to the new covenant. Until we could get to the era where we were, where it was possible for us to be born again. See, before it was possible for us to be born again, Do this and you'll be blessed. Man, if you do this, you'll be cursed. I mean, it was just the law that kept us right. Now, Jesus didn't do away with any of that. That law is still in effect, but my reason for doing right is now out of a born-again heart that the new covenant opens up to me, and I've had a heart change. It's not the fact somebody's beating me over the head with a law. And threatening me with the law. I've had, when I asked Jesus to come into my heart, it changed my heart. There's a law that you can't do drugs. That law's still in effect. But I'm not not doing drugs because of the law. I'm not not doing drugs because that desire has been changed. I have no drive in that. I have no motivation in that. There is a law that I can't go get drunk and drive my car down the highway. That law is still in effect. That law has not been done away with just because I'm born again. But now that I'm born again, I'm not drunk driving my car down the highway because I don't want to do that. I've had a heart change. And we have a hard time understanding the fact, yes, the law is still in effect in this world. And the law is still in effect in our life. There still are laws. You're not supposed to cheat. You're not supposed to steal. There are laws. But when Jesus comes into your heart, you have a heart change. You're born again. And this is what Jesus is talking about. And he continues to talk about that. That's what the Sermon on the Mount is, really is a change in a dispensation from the era under the old covenant and how life operated to life under the new covenant. And this is what he's, he, he continues to explain this in chapter six. What is the condition of your heart, and it's not just an outward act. Chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. Watch out. 
Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired for others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogue in the streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they'll ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private and your Father who sees everything will reward you. Not that we show kindness, but why do we show kindness? And it, same, y'all that's been with us all along, it, yes, it's still against the law to murder, but he's talking about the condition of your heart. Yes, we don't commit adultery, but I say looking at lust with lust. It always goes back to the heart. He continues with that. We're not talking about whether we should show kindness or, or not. We're talking about why do you show kindness? That's what matters to God. It, it, it matters so much to God. Our eternal fate is determined by the motive of our heart. And that's what he's saying here. Now, uh, some, there's some huge points that I, that I want to talk about. The, first of all, the fact that you give is taken for granted. Now, notice what he said. All of us give. We're taking for granted that you give. You're supposed to be a giver. You should be giving. We just take that. Jesus is taking that for granted. He's talking about why are we giving? What's our motivation for giving? What's behind the act of giving? It's just a given that you're doing good deeds. That's obvious. That is, well, of course. Jesus is concerned with the how and the why of our doing good deeds. All right, verse one, let's look at this. Watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others. Some of your translations say the giving of alms. Some talk about the giving of money. Some say doing good. Some of your translations say good deeds. The definition of an alm is righteous acts or good deeds. So whatever your translation says, it's talking about the giving of yourself, whether it's giving of money, giving of good deeds, the helping other people. Giving of money, giving of alms give, is always doing a good deed. Now, Jesus is breaking this idea of how to please God. See, we get in God's favor by doing something good for somebody else. No, you do something good for somebody else, but we get in God's favor through the blood of Jesus. We understand that now, but they didn't. So this is a transition period from what, what they used to understand about their approach to God to understanding what we now understand about our approach to God. Now, there's a couple of lessons here. A person must do good deeds. Jesus refers to the giving of good deeds or the giving of alms four times in four verses. So that's a given. We're supposed to be doing that, but we got to guard our heart because it's easy to be deceived about our giving of good deeds. Okay, let's go on. Verse two. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and the streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. Here, Jesus is exposing the wrong motive for giving, and that is to be honored by or to be recognized by other people. Now, over and over, I want to keep drawing attention to the fact that Jesus takes for granted that the believer is a giver. That the, that the believer does good deeds and he's a giver. He's addressing the motive of what we all 
are supposed to be doing. Clearly, we're all doing good deeds. I want to talk to you about the motive. Now, uh, this verse has really been misunderstood. And folks, a lot of times don't get what he's saying clearly. He's talking about a spiritual condition of the heart. Oftentimes, oftentimes, I'm put in a difficult place with people over this verse with our giving here at this church. For those who have been here for a Sunday morning service, I've had people often take issue with the way that we come down to the altar and we kneel at the altar and we give of our money. And they will always quote this verse to me as to why we should not be doing that. Tim, I can't believe that you have people come down front and kneel and give and everybody sees them. That's not right. The way you're doing that is not right. That's clearly not biblical. And people are coming down front so everybody can see. Y'all look at me. I'm going to come down and kneel at the altar and everybody see I'm putting my money in this basket. Here's the mistake. And if you're taking notes, write this down. It is not wrong for you to give your alms or your money, your good deeds, when others others see it. It's not wrong to give when other people see you give. It's wrong for you to give so that they see you give. And you're missing the whole point. You, you don't get what Jesus is saying. Tim, I'm not ever. I'll never walk down there to your church and put money in those baskets. That's clearly against the scripture. You're missing what he's saying. It's not that people see you give. It's that you're giving so that people will see you give. When you give or when you do for somebody else or you go over and mow somebody's lawn or you, whenever you go and do something for somebody or you give of your money to the further to the kingdom and you do that so that people will pat you on the back, so that people will recognize you, so that people will thank you, here's what you need to know. That's all the reward you will get. That's it. Recognition from other people, a pat on the back is all you're going to get. Verse 2, they have received all the reward that they're going to get. That word, it's interesting to me if you look that up, is an accounting statement. Means that payment has been made in full. So when you do, so that somebody else will pat you on the back or give you an attaboy, when they say thank you for doing that, payment's made in full. That's all you're getting. There is no more reward coming from God. But when a person does something out of a right motive, when somebody, when you go over and clean somebody's house that's been in the hospital or that's sick, when you go over and take food to somebody who's just had a baby, when you go and mow some, when you go and you do something for someone, when you put money in the offering and you, you pay your tithe and you give your offering or you give somebody some money or, or you see somebody in need and you just slip a $20 bill in their pocket, see, when you give out of a right motive, you're going to get more than just a thank you from people. See, there is a reward that comes from God. Now, the person who gives out of a wrong motive, there, there are several mistakes here. Number one, the need is not first place in your mind. Your own need to be recognized is first place in your mind. See, I'm doing this so everybody will see me taking well, yeah, I was up late last night. I had to go over so-and-so. You know, they've been sick. So, I, boy, I took a boatload of food over at their house. Well, well, the reason you did that wasn't because they were in need. 
The reason you did that is so that somebody pat you on the back because you're in need to be recognized because you want everybody to know who you cooked for, who you went over and served. Now, when, and let me, let, let me, let me just tell you this. When you are giving out of a wrong motive, you're always going to be disappointed. You're always going to be hurt. You're always going to be mad because nobody will recognize you or thank you enough for what you did. See, if you're doing it to be thanked, if you're doing it for a pat on the back, nobody's going to pat you on the back enough in your mind to satisfy the sacrifice that you made for doing this. If you're given to be thanked, it will never be enough thanks. Let me just stop here in this church. All of you who serve in this church, so many of you who work the lights and work the sound and work the computer and come on cleaning day and keep the nursery for all of those who have given lots and lots of money to build our youth center, to build our children's building. I mean, pay this parking lot. All those who have given all this money. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We want to say thank you. Everybody wants to thank you. We can't appreciate you. There's not enough. Yeah, absolutely. We thank you for all you've done. But that's not why you did it. That, that's not why you did it. I didn't do it for an applaud or a thank you. I did it because I wanted to see those children touched in children's church. The reason I gave that money is I wanted to see every kid from now on in that youth building, the life is going to be changed. I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to be a small, somehow I wanted to be a small part of what was going to take place. When I paid the money and I bought that church van, some way, somehow I wanted to be a part of every kid's life that was touched that went on a youth trip in that van. Somehow, see, that's the reason you did it. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be thanked. Thank, I appreciate, I appreciate that, but that's not why I did that. See, a motive, a drive is different. When a person gives to be recognized, in your mind, you will always give a whole lot more than the thanks that you got. That's just the way it is. Now, it's not that you're seen. And, and I want to keep going over this because there's been a lot of question about this. I, I've been called on the carpet a bunch about this. People are going to see you. You can't mow somebody's lawn for them in the dark. I don't know how I'm going to go over. If you put a food in your car and drive it to somebody's house, there's a lot of people going to see you driving down the road. People are going to see, well, I can't do this and be seen. We're talking about doing it to be seen. Are, are you getting this? Now, you've got to get a hold of this because we, we just, we've just we, we missed it. Let's go on, verse 3 and 4. Verse 3 and 4. When you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. You're going to have to be sneaky if you pull that off. <laughs> Give your gifts in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. Wow. Wow. I don't know how I'm going to pull off my left hand doing something and my right hand not having a clue that that left hand did it. It's an example, folks. He's teaching us a concept. 
I clearly can't hide what one hand does from the other hand. I can't hide that. Here's what I want you to know. When Terry and I give money into this church, our elders who take up, who count the money and put that together are going to know exactly how much we gave last year. Sean, the lady that deposits our money in the bank, are going to know exactly what Terry and I gave last year. The tellers at the bank are going to know, they're going to see exactly what I gave to the church. My accountant knows to the penny of what I gave to this church. I can't give money where nobody sees me giving it. People are going to, and I've had, I I tell you, I've had folks come down on Monday or on Tuesday in an envelope and want to give it in to me in my desk because they're so worried about somebody seeing them give this money. How am I supposed to get that money to the office and they're supposed to get it to the teller and the teller's supposed to put it in the bank and their accountant's supposed, and not anybody's going to see how much you gave? The point is, I don't walk around here before and after church letting everybody know How much money Terry and I poured into this sucker last year, I can tell you right now. And I'm not sure. I can tell you now, this church wouldn't be where it'd be without the the money we've given here. I can tell you that. Don't, 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 don't go around saying that. That, that, okay, you, you can't be so consumed with the fact that nobody sees you mowing somebody's lawn. You just don't walk around bragging to 10 different people in here about the lawn you mowed for somebody last week. That, that's what Jesus is trying to get us to see. It's a condition of the heart. And I'm telling you, I, this has happened to me countless times. I have been criticized over the fact that our church comes to the altar and gives in a public format because of this verse. I cannot believe that you do that, that folks do not get it, it, he's talking about you're doing it to be seen. My point is, people are going to see you. People are going to see you. I can't do something with my left hand that my right hand doesn't know about. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about my left hand doing something to benefit my right hand. I want you to see me going over here and cooking for these people. And so I'm doing this with my right hand to benefit me. See, it's, it's a benefit to myself. I went over to so-and-so's house last week. Yeah, boy, that house is a mess. You know, they've been sick. And I, I guess I was the only one in this whole church knew they were sick because I was the only one over there cleaning it. And do, I just, in the conversation, some way, somehow, I've got to bring the conversation around to the fact that I went over and cleaned somebody's house or that I gave money to some. Some way, somehow, I've got to brag on myself. That's... That's not what we're supposed to do. That's not the lifestyle that we're supposed to live. Let God handle your reward. Verse four, two reasons for doing good in private. Number one, God sees in secret. Number two, God rewards openly. God rewards openly. I I can't tell you the countless times countless times and my wife does it all the time we're driving down the road and we see this huge home or we see a lot of prosperity from the road countless
countless times. My, every time my wife will say, ooh, they must be a big giver. Wow, they must be a big giver to something, to somewhere. They're blessing people some way. Because she understands God rewards openly. God rewards openly. And you're not going to have that unless you've been a blessing to other people somewhere else. God rewards openly. And you need to know that. Whatever you do, God knows. Whether it's this or whether it's this over here. And God will reward. You don't have to make sure everybody knows what you do. God knows and God will reward you. Let's turn to a few scriptures. Jeremiah. Go back to the Old Testament. Jeremiah chapter 17. I just want to get a few scriptures. At first I thought I would just re- call them out or I, I would make reference to them. But, but I want you to see these. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 10. I think it's important that we look up a few of these verses and that you see these words in the Bible. Jeremiah 17 verse 10. But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. But we don't hear that often enough. God knows what you're doing. You're not hiding from God. You're not sneaking around. Oh, don't let the teacher see me. Oh, don't let the police catch me. Oh, I hope my wife doesn't find out. That's not your worry. You need to know God knows. You need to know God knows what you're doing. God sees. God sees everything that's done. God sees. And you know, we don't communicate that often enough. Boy, my grandmother did. My grandmother communicated. My cousin and I were always trying to sneak off and go down to the creek, have some fun. My grandmother said, God's going with you. I didn't want God to go with us. (laughs) You boys, I want y'all to know this. Now, when y'all go down to that creek, I want you to know God's down that creek with you. Oh, shoot. You need to know this. Whether your wife is there, the police are, are the cops coming, are the cops coming. God's with you. God's with you. And you need to live aware of that. A couple of pages. Chapter 23. Turn it over to Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 24. Can anyone hide from me in a secret place? Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and earth? Says the Lord. We all see you here on Wednesday night. We all see you on Sunday morning in church. God sees you Friday night. God sees you when you're in your room with the door closed and he sees what you're watching on the, on the uh, computer. God, God sees what site you're on. G- God knows what sites you're referring to. He's in the secret places and you need to know. Whether they catch you at Teen Challenge, whether they catch you guys at Shalom or not. God, I don't know if they're going to find out what you're doing or not. God sees you. God sees you and God knows. God sees you and God knows and it will come out. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. Don't make judgments about anyone ahead of time before the Lord returns. For he will bring our darkest secrets to light and will, will reveal our private motives. Then... God will give to each whatever praise is due. Wow. You know, that's not on many t-shirts. 
For he will bring our darkest secrets to light, and he's going to reveal your private motives. Toward the back of your Bible, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Here's what I'm telling you. You don't have to pat yourself on the back. You don't have to make sure everybody knows what good things you do. God rewards. God, you don't have to worry about your reward. God rewards. All the way to the very last page of your Bible. Revelation 22. Revelation 22, verse 12. Look, I'm coming soon to bring my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. To repay all people according to their deeds. Jesus is teaching us, yes, absolutely, we have the law. I'm supposed to pay my tithe. I'm supposed to give money to help other people. I'm supposed to give alms. I'm supposed to do good. I'm supposed to do acts of service to other people. I'm supposed to do good things. But I don't do my giving because the law requires it. I, I don't do my giving of good deeds or helping or serving so that somebody will see me and pat me on the back. I'm to give out of a right heart. You give out of a right heart. Watch your motive, keep your heart right in everything you do. And here's what I want you to know. God sees you. Y'all stand. Lord, we thank you for your word of direction to us. We continue to open your word and find direction for our daily life from you. We give you thanks and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com. 